Blog Talk Radio. Welcome to the Paula Price Show, where you can experience scripturally organic, culturally unmodified teaching, get answers to your questions, and receive powerful prayer from your host, Dr. Paula Price, author of the Prophet's Dictionary. Tune in now and get ready for an exciting time of encouragement and transformation. Welcome your host, Dr. Paula Price. Hey everybody, this is Prophet Ashley and welcome to the Paula Price Show. We are broadcasting today live from Price University, our new home, our new location, and we are so excited and thrilled to have you tuning in with us one more time in the, as uh, Chief Prophet has begun to say, the Price Universe, not just university, but the Price Universe. (laughs) We don't know how big that world is, but it is a universe, and it is getting bigger and bigger and bigger, God willing. Dr. Price looking fabulous in your universe. I love it. In your university. (laughs) I'm excited today. I don't want to say too much until we get our our Periscope people on, you know, because they've been faithful as well. And so, but I am excited today, Ashley, about being here broadcasting from my school on the <laughs> on the ninth floor yes. of the Commerce Towers here in Tulsa, Oklahoma with hey Ashley, can we can we show them the view? Oh yeah yeah. We want to show you this amazing view we have from our school here in Tulsa. And I think you all will appreciate oh, look, look at, at that. that view. Yeah, and that one over there, if we could do all the way around. And this is just from uh, from my, my, well, I guess I'm going to call it my uh, studio, office, and everything else, classroom. But I wanted you all to see the view that we have here. We get to pray for the whole city all the time. And one day, I might even have her give you the night view, where it's amazing. And I could say to you today, look what the Lord has done. Ah, isn't it amazing? Yes, it is. Yeah. I'm feeling a little bit shocked. Uh, are we? Yeah, we are, aren't we? <laughs> In all of our offices and classrooms and, and all of that. So from here on, this is where we will be broadcasting and, of course, you can see we, we brought our set with us, but we, we are under, again, perpetual enhancement. <laughs> I like That's that. Good word. Perpetual enhancement. Well, we've been here almost a month, and it has been breathtaking, astounding. God is doing wonderful things. Uh, several of you, well, we have a few of you, more than a few of you, who are in the process of going through the application to apply to attend here, some online, some on, uh, on, on the ground. A lot of our homers are also uh, in the process of becoming enrolled in Price University, are doing a phenomenal job. One day we're going to walk, when we get everybody in, we'll walk you through and let you see the school and, and how God is doing this. And, uh, you know, I want to say this, Ashley, what do you think is the most important thing about uh, Christians in general, but apostolic and prophetic people in in particular, going for higher education? I mean, after all, we have the Holy Spirit. He does talk to us. 
you know, we, we have the, the you don't need any man to teach you kind of thing. So what would you say as one who has gone through the process coming from even Oral Roberts University into this? Well, I would say we don't live in heaven. <laughs> and we are still bound to the systems of this world, which are not all corrupt. I mean, this is the order and structure that's going to show up somewhere mm-hmm. in eternity in some form or fashion. <laughs> because even though we have fallen in sin, we have not uh, gone off the grid with God. He is still God and has this set up. I think the question I would ask anybody is, well, why wouldn't you yeah. want to give yourself the greatest advantage that you could? Education, to me, equals advantage. Yes, it does. Yes, uh, it does. We know, because when we talk about school systems and private schools versus inner city schools and all those things, what is the number one complaint? But these kids don't have a shot mm-hmm. in the inner city and the lower because the education system locks them out. Yes, that's so true. Old books, underpaid teachers, uh, you know, school facilities that aren't safe, on and on and on it goes. And so we can see in that context why education is a must mm. for just really anymore getting by. You know, before you could have so many solid careers, we call it, which you still do and things without that higher education, but now even in a lot of those careers, vary. In order to get promoted, Mm -hmm. to advance, you have got to at least have your bachelor's in a field. So I would challenge any Christian, apostle, prophet, to say, and and I want somebody to prove to me Mm -hmm. with a long list of proof. Not just to preach? Not just to preach. Come on, Dr. Christ. The proof, not just to preach. (laughs) When God honors Fly by the seat of your pants. Because, see, we blame a lot of things on the Holy Ghost that's just us flying out. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. I'm just being led of the Spirit. No, you're not. Because historically, this is how the Holy Spirit leads you. Mm-hmm. I mean, we have proof and documentation for that. We do. We do. Wow, that's a great answer. I, 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 you know, I'm for proof, too. And a lot of people need to understand that God talks about proof. Would you believe all the time? If you have my book, Before the Garden, God's eternal continuum, let me encourage you to read the section on witnesses. There is a section on witnesses. You know, we often talk about witnesses and the planet. You know, we talk about witnesses, witnessing a crime, witnessing an accident, witnessing an event, positive or negative, and then witnessing on behalf of the court or, you know, in some sort of judicial proceeding. But in God's realm, witnessing is great. There was a time we talked about, you know, from the from the Psalms, you know, great is the word, you know, the Lord gave the word and great is the company of them that published it. And we thought, wow, or proclaimed it, which some translations say published. But we are bearing false witness to the Holy Ghost. And it is really time for us to think through some of these sermons, some of these preachers, some of these doctrines, and understand that in God's realm, Mm -hmm. we are bearing false witness to the Holy Spirit. You know, and a false witness is one that can never be trusted because they don't, if you're going to be false, you're not interested in truth. You're not interested in righteousness, and you're not interested in justice. So to say that you don't need anybody to teach you um, when you go to school for everything else in this world is kind of crazy. 
You know, Gabriel opened up education. We don't often think about this, but Gabriel opened up education in the book of Daniel. And I want to say Daniel 12, where he said, you know, Daniel, go your way. Go rest with your fathers. You'll come to a time where your, you know, your assignment is done. And he said, but listen, teachers, let me see if I can find that because I'm thinking about it. And if I'm thinking about it, I know God wants it. Yes, probably not one of my best books to dig it up in, but we can, we can work with this one. Okay, we got the Ezekiel, we got Daniel. But I want to say this because it's so important when he says this. Let's see, are we at Daniel? So many things in scripture that really are right in front of our face. Mm-hmm. If you, one, can remember, know where to look, know how to study, and actually seek to find the truth. Yeah, because people don't read the Bible. Seek the tools and arguments. Mm-hmm. Now, people don't read the Bible. Daniel 12, uh-huh. Yeah, I'm there. I was going ahead of, I was going back a little bit. But I'm there. It says, but, and this is what, what, uh, an interesting uh, translation, but we won't talk about that today. But those with, starting at Daniel twelve three. But those with insight shall shine brightly like the splendor of the firmament, and those who lead many to justice shall be like the stars forever. As for you, Daniel, keep the secret, keep secret the message, and seal the book until the end time. Many shall wander aimlessly, and evil shall increase. And then um, we went on. I'm going to go down to nine. And then he says, go, Daniel. He said, because the words are to be kept secret and sealed until the end time. Many shall be refined, purified, and tested, but the wicked shall prove wicked. And the, the wicked shall have no understanding, but those with insight shall. From the time that the daily sacrifice is abolished and desolating and all of that. But he's saying to us, in this transit, King James calls them teachers, that many will be teachers, you know? Now, this is the Catholic Bible, and they kind of got a whole hierarchical thing about here that we have to just pray about. There's one over there. Maybe you'll pull that one for me on my desk there. But what am, what am I saying? There, if ignorance was blessed before the end time, what happened at the end time? What is it? Because we only think the end time refers to when God starts judging the planet or when the uh, when the uh, the Jews come back online in God's kingdom, but th- God speaks in so many dimensions at the same time. It is very easy to think that the one thing He said here is like you know butter on a piece of bread. It just spreads all over to everything, and that doesn't always happen. And so I really this this Bible is like 40, 60 years old. I really like it. It's torn <laughs> up. It's really it's blessing. It's a blessed Bible, okay? So I want to go and read this again. So, and so, um, and Daniel 3 said, And they, they that be wise shall shine as the brightness of the firmament, and they will turn many to righteousness as the stars of forever. I want to tell you something. How many today in this culture-crafted Christianity, how many people are being turned to God's righteousness? Now, this is a prophetic work. Turning 
to God, turning people to God's righteousness. It's a foregone conclusion that we're not born with it. God said it's not in man to, to know his ways. It's not in man to order his steps. Man can't even know his own heart. I mean, those are real biblical truths that we've, we've just skipped over, run away from. Some of us have just ran, run, run away from them. I don't want to know that. I don't want to know that I'm not perfect. I don't want to know that I'm not complete. I don't want to know that God has some issues with me, that there are some items in my soul and in my character that need to be addressed by the Spirit of God. I don't want to know that because it, it literally it destroys the myth that I have that I said the sinner's prayer and the prayer made me perfect. See, there are a lot of religions out there that say once you say the prayer, the prayer makes you perfect. The prayer perfects you. The prayer. Now, you're talking, that's like saying once that baby comes out the womb and that doctor gets that first scream, everything else is done. Well, he, he, he screams. That prayer is like a baby coming out of the womb, inhaling natural air for the first time, feeling cold, feeling naked, feeling separated, and feeling imposed upon, put upon. Because we are, as babes, as, sincere, as babes, we are to desire the sincere milk of the word. So we don't need the milk. In other words, we will feed our babies all day long, but us and Christ won't feed ourselves the word of God. And if we do, we feed it the way our preachers teach it. We feed it the way our weekly primers say it. The excerpts here and excerpts there and this snatched out and that snatched out. No way that you ever have an opportunity on your own to get that contiguous thought. Not just continuous, but contiguous thought of God's mind being put to paper. I remember studying when I was uh, writing uh, before the garden, I remember studying, uh, and I happened upon a, a statement that said, uh, kings rule from afar by their writings. I don't know about you. How are they taking that one? Kings rule from afar by their writings. In other words, their writings constitute their law, what they legalize and what they don't legalize as the royal or monarch of the land. Now, think about it. That statement was, you can't argue with that. Your government rules you from the White House by what is written. From the Capitol by what is written. And everything that goes on comes from there. A single site, stroke of a pen, or in our case, maybe the computer, all right? But they rule you by what is written. And so Jesus comes to the planet, and what does he say? It is written. It is written. Is it not written? It is written. And he comes as the sovereign of eternity who's, who's turned Savior. So this whole attack against the Bible and against the Word of God is literally to cast down a practice, a principle that has been in effect since the beginning of time, since the world had kings. And since Jesus is the King of kings, it is our duty. He had an obligation. Let's forget. Let's not go ahead of ourselves. He had an obligation to write his thoughts down and his government down for the people who would populate his planet. And he wrote it down. Now, we want amendments. He did. He gave us one major amendment called the salvation of the Gentiles worldwide, the church of Jesus Christ. So he went from the nation, a single nation that would be governed by its founding sovereign and its founding deity, 
and he moved it to, now let's extend this to the whole planet. So what we're going to do is we're not writing. Jesus said, I don't give you a new commandment. I don't give you a new covenant. He said, I'll give you a new covenant in my blood, but I don't give you a new commandment because the one that I have worked. We think that Jesus said that the law was done away with. Jesus said that what Israel was responsible for, we're free from. We think that, and it's taught, taught in schools, taught in universities, taught in churches all the time. And when you ask about, but what does this mean? What is Matthew 5 saying to us? You know, what is Revelation saying? If you take one jot or tittle from the prophecy, what is Proverbs saying when you cannot take anything from the law or add anything to it? So these passages are here, but you don't hear those preached because that takes away the human prerogative. But it says kings rule from afar by their writings and the messengers who utter their writings to their various regions. So a faithful messenger upholds the king. A faithless messenger will teach the people to rebel against the king. And then, here you go, here's where intelligence must happen. You have got to know what you should know from God. God does not speak unilaterally. I know we think so, but he doesn't. He does not have a unilateral world. He does not have a unilateral system. He does not. God has hierarchy, and we hate hierarchy because hierarchy, do you know why the world hates hierarchy? Ask me why. Because they know that if they keep climbing up the ranks, they're going to run into God and don't want to deal with him. So we'll just make everybody evil, and then we'll just run back and forth down the road. We'll just, that's how we do it. But we don't like hierarchy because hierarchy is going to bring us closer and closer to God. And we're going to have to deal with him. The higher we are in leadership, the higher we are in government, the higher we are in any position will bring us closer to God. And the closer you get to God, the, the further you get from the lie. Because the lie is at the base of the mountain. Moses is up there getting the, the, uh, the I want to say the Ten Commandments, but he's getting the Ten Commandments, the law of God, the government, the priesthood, the entirety of the national life of Israel in, in the wilderness. He's up there. Joshua's in the middle waiting for him to come down. But what are they doing at the bottom? Creating a new religion. They're in the bottom. Aaron, you know, now Moses is your brother. <clears throat> That's what gets me. I'm like, he's your brother. So you all are down at the bottom of the foot, and he's been gone a long time. As for this guy, we don't know where, what happened to him. He brought us out of Egypt to leave us in the wilderness. And so Aaron, as a typical competitive brother that he would be, because that's a rivalry, so he goes and he says, hey, he might have brought you out, but I can cover you because he obviously is dead. <clears throat> and Aaron took the first opportunity he could to self-promote. And he created a new religion. He took them back to Egypt and the calf religion, the religion of the golden calf. Now, when you deal with the golden calf, you're always dealing with fertility. You're always all, all, you're dealing with idolatry. You're dealing with the pharmacia and sorcery. And you're dealing with fertility, sexuality. So they are, now God knows how long this has been going on, but he's finishing what he's doing with Moses because he's got to get him back down off that mountain. And everybody, both of them, you got to go back to their business. So, at the bottom is where false religions were born. People got bored, restless, scared, and their ignorance, lack of knowledge and naivety, all of that 
influenced their patience and, and influenced, I would have to say, spoiled their loyalty because they lost their loyalty for Moses. And so he's up there, and he's 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 sure that the I mean I told him right, so he's sure that it, so he's at the top, and he's at the top getting the truth. And you cannot get the truth at the bottom, swirling around the mountain with people with their own agendas, their own needs, their issues, pains, aches, their sorrow, sadness, frustrations, lust, greed—you can name it. All of that was at the bottom of the mountain. And so the leader that was to bring them into the truth went to get the rest of their civilization. The leader who was envious of the one who brought them into the truth led them into another religion. And he revived the religion that they left because we think God just brings us out to do our thing. But God brings us out to do his thing. And so Aaron doesn't have the facts. He doesn't have the law. He doesn't have the Ten Commandments. God's not even talking to him like that which is why you could tell he wasn't listening to God, and he was a fake prophet. He was uh, he both been a prophet, but he was a fake prophet because he never asked God if Moses was dead or alive. He never said, what do I do with these people? He never reached out to God. He never, ever once reached out to the God that they, of their family, to their priestly family, to ask him, what do I do? The people are getting restless. Will Moses be down soon? He, you could tell he never followed his family's faith. He never followed that religion. He did not fall back on Judaism as they knew it or however way they did it. Granted, it wasn't much, you know, but he never did that. He, it was never in Aaron's heart to do anything but usurp and upstage his brother. That's all he wanted to do. So at the base of the mountain, he took, a, he took advantage of the people's panic. He took advantage of their fear, their sense of isolation. Their world is gone. Life as they've known it is gone. He exploited all of that to make himself their spiritual leader. Adam didn't, I mean, Aaron didn't even know at the time he was going to be the first priest. That had not even come down. So talking about working your destiny wrong. He worked his destiny wrong, and God never got over it. He never got over it. And so, but you, if you don't read your Bible, you don't know. You think all of these judgments are supposed to come off the top of your head. We're just going to roll them all out. It takes years and years, and then it takes those visitations from the Holy Spirit to clarify, purge your, your reading, to purge your opinions from what God wrote, to purge your assumptions to purge all of that stuff that competes with his truth, that rivals with his revelations every second of every day around the world. And some people never get it. Like Aaron. Aaron didn't think it was a big deal that they were brought out of Egypt. He thought it was a bigger deal that he finally got his day to show everybody that Moses wasn't all of that. Because you remember, Moses fled Egypt after he killed the Egyptian. But up to that time, he was on track to be king. And in those programs, you do not just sit in class all day. You go out and do king. So you can understand the dynamic of it all. And then he fled, and he goes to Midian, and he ends up being a ruler there. So every time he turns around, some of you all listening to me, got those brothers, those siblings that always just shine. You just, why they have to shine? 
and you have to wrestle with jealousy and envy and bias and, and, and all kinds of seething and fuming. You go to their birthday parties, you cannot stand them. You go to their celebrations, you show up saying all the right things and dropping nasty little innuendos in the middle of your commendations, in the middle of your, your, uh, uh, your applause. You always want everybody to know, yeah, but you want people to understand how human they are. They have clay feet. Yeah, I know you think they're all that, but I know because we shared a room together. I know because we grew up together. I'm the brother. And you give the impression that you have the secret knowledge on all their faults and all of their flaws. And you, you, you drop those little, those little tempting bites of humanity about your sibling so that someone who with a wicked heart will bite it and run with it. Aaron clearly had issues with his brother. He clearly hated that God chose his brother. He figured, okay, now you're not going to be the king of, of, of Egypt, huh. and now you left Midian. What else is there for you? And here we go, top of the mountain, coming down to set up a nation that has never existed before. And Aaron is his shadow. My brother, my shadow, my sister, my shadow. And so you've got this. Some of you all, uh, and, and that just, Lord, just gave me that, so I'm going to hit on that. Thank Boom. You. There have been requests for you to hit something. Hit, 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 hit. Some of you all, your ministry can't grow because you, you emulated your sibling instead of obeying God, and you took it another way. And some of you all, you took your ministry into failure because, like Aaron, you did not want the people to follow Moses. We got Jeroboam. How did he split the nation? He didn't want them to go back to where God had ordained his name and set his presence. And he built up competing and alternative ways. And he invited demons and devils to be the ministers that he wanted. A lot of these ministries, you all are so excited because they're big, they're this and that. You know, Aaron would have, been, would have had a great ministry if God had let him go on. But he would have been a rival and a sword of division. In his, so some of you all have that. You have that, that sibling rivalry, that's a, a sibling jealousy. And, you know, satanic psychology tells you that's healthy and that that's okay. But that is satanic psychology. I mean, I mean, he can't make unity, so he's got to make you feel good about division. And so he tells you it's okay. Now, God says, love your brother, love your sister. Satan says, it's okay for you to hate them. It's okay for them to fight. It's okay for them to have this lifelong rivalry. He says, it's okay, because that fragments the family. And as long as it's working in his plan, he doesn't care. And some of you all went to those little secular psychology schools and came back with that kind of idiocy. When is it that it's okay for you to abuse the people you grow up with and then love on the folks? that you have in ministry. But we're taught that it's okay. There's a whole lot of that, that kind of, that devilish psychology. God calls the doctrines of devils and seducing spirits. And it's real. And commandments of men. So you all, you, you ain't got these three lumps of clay, put these together so you can show everybody you have a call too. So it really looks good. These people look good on paper. They look good. They have numbers. They break all the rules. They dress like slaves. 
you know, little ratty tatty wear, you know, they have all that those priests of darkness told them to do. And they look good. And they, they and you all change for them. Now, you know it's not God because God knew this would happen, which is why he gave us the Holy Ghost. He said, I will put my spirit in you, my laws and my commandments and my spirit in you. He said, and I'm not going to trust you to just do it by yourself, which is why I'm giving you the Holy Ghost, who will lead you and guide you into all truth. But you can ignore God. People do it every single day. You can ignore him, you can reject him, and you can renounce him. The problem with today's Christianity is that most Christians don't know how much of it is false, how much of it is backed by false gods and people who are paying them to do falsehood. You don't know that, but it's not new. Aaron hated his brother. And it's really interesting that Cain hated his brother. So this brother-sibling rivalry goes all the way back to the tree, goes all the way back past the tree, because it goes all the way back to the devil that's formed it. And so God is up there, and he's finishing up, and then God says to Moses, get down there for, for your people have corrupted themselves. Moses is like, what? Oh, they know better. I have leaders that will tell me this. I'll say so-and-so is in trouble. My leaders will say, oh, no, no, they know better because they have the training. They signed the book. They did all of that. I, I'm telling you, so-and-so is in trouble, about to fall. I want you to get this. And they're like, no, because I just talked to them. Because sometimes your subordinates are so in love with what they did to avert a crisis or what they exist to do to make people love God and submit to him that they blind themselves to the con that they're being given that, that's literally indicated, almost neon signs, blaring, I'm not with this, I'm not in this, I'm not there. Clearly, Aaron was not with his brother. Clearly, he was not with his brother's God. Aaron got picked for a job because he was a relative, not because he was prepared, not because he was ordained or anointed. He was a relative. And the relative, he was essential. Moses didn't think he could communicate properly. So God says, listen, I've already set this in motion. People, I'm telling you something about God you need to know. When God sets something in motion, he tolerates a lot, but then he'll always backstep to judge. Always. He'll always backstep. So he tolerated Aaron. So he said, Moses, I set this in motion. This is the time. My forces are in the planet. They're on the ground. They're ready to take on Pharaoh's demons. They're ready to take on the battle there. So we must go forward. So what I'm going to do is I'm going to indulge you right now, and I will tell you your brother will be your prophet. So I'm going to make him a prophet of your voice. Now, you know, that had to be pretty tough for God because he's thinking, we've been communing, et cetera, but he knew it. I mean, God knew it. Aaron never, ever bought into God. He never bought into Israel's God. Never did. He, in, he got that inherited position because it was a genetic fulfillment of destiny. He goes in, he comes down, Moses is angry with his brother, God is hot, wants to deal with Aaron, but he's got something else on the book that he's got to do. He's got to establish a priesthood. 
and he's already decreed that it's got to come from their line, their family tree, from their genealogy. So he and Moses have worked together so far. They'll continue to work together. But, you know, God is an interesting God because when you get to Levi 10, Aaron's two sons are just as rebellious as he is, and they're presumptuous because they felt like the priesthood fell on the whole family so everybody was installed at the same time. So what do they do? They go in to try to make themselves as big and bad as their daddy. Talk about inherited traits. And God breaks out against them. Well, you know, God probably could have done something else, but we still had that other thing on the mountain that he was still seething about. Because people don't think that God is still seasoned. I said to someone last night, I was having a great conversation with them about the Lord, and I said, you know, the problem with the church is that they are not ready to meet the true Jesus Christ. The true Jesus Christ will scare you. He will scare you. you have not, there's nothing in your mind that can conceive of somebody so consummately perfect, powerful, and resolved. I mean, he's not even confident. He's just settled. I started this. I know it. I put it in motion. I'm going to wrap it up. Now, this is how I'm going to do it. And so as I speak to you today, as we start thinking about God and and, and God's ways, we have got to learn that God is not what we think. That church doctrine of people who closed the Bible and opened other books. Because when you read this man, he is something else. The downside of what they did, though, Ashley, is that they turned around and made people think Jesus can't pull it off. Right. You know, God and I, we had a whole discussion this morning um, getting ready, and he just said, but, I mean, first of all, when you really hear him, even his voice gets you, because there's not one question, doubt, iota of anything but I am in his voice. And he said, I just need you to know, I work miracles. And, it, uh, and it, I know he didn't. He said, I work impossibilities every day around the world. He said, I resolve them. This is what I do. Now, because we don't see him, we don't want to give him credit, or we'll say, yeah, but that's the girl. Well, you know, that was my mother. Now, your mother told you she was never going to give you another dime in your life. Here at the darkest moment of your heart, your life, she saved, you're saved. And then she said, you know, I told you I was never going to give you another penny, but here it is. I'm going to give you this because the Lord told me. People who obey the Lord make miracles happen. See, you, you want to make miracles because you want to go and see the sky stop and stars drop and all those other things. But people who obey the Lord make miracles happen. Obedient saints are God's most reliable conduit of miracles in life. But you have to start trusting him and believing him. And you have to stop thinking about God as the culture-crafted Christian taught you. Because these culture-crafted churches are talking about fallen devils and fallen angels. And if you really want to know the truth, all you need to do is go to God. If you're not just one of those insecure saints that just need to feel like you're with the big numbers, you're with the big names and the big and the big and the big, big, big. I mean, if, and if big was your thing, why aren't you with God? There's nothing bigger than him. If big is your thing. You know, God asked me one day when I first got to, I'll say this, Ashley, and I know it's probably about time for me to wrap it up, but God said something to me one day. I had just recently gotten the baptism of the Holy Ghost, and I think you all, many of you have heard my story. God and I, we just stepped out. He stepped into my life. 
He let me know he's real. He let me know I belong to him, told me I was going to be with him, and I was never leaving him, and he was never letting me go because he had great plans for me. So we had this wonderful conversation. It was really great. And, um, you know, so every day, I mean, I commune with him every single day, and I loved him, and I still do. But I'm telling you, God let me know very clearly, I own this. I'm in charge, and I control all of this the way I want. I choose what fails, and I choose what succeeds. We think God is only one-sided God. We think that he's just this one-sided God. He only does good. And see, it bothers you all. You can't, I'm telling you, I don't, even, I don't even talk about this stuff over um, social media. Well, I guess it is social media. I don't talk about it like that because you all are not ready to know how God got it. You don't want to know that he is 100% got this thing sold up, coming and going. He said the deceived and the deceivers are mine. Now, I'm just like, wait a minute. The deceived and the deceiver. I created the waster to destroy. God is said, the pillars of the earth are mine. The earth is the Lord's. The shields of the earth are mine. When you hear that kind of language and you accept it from the mind of Christ, God brings you into his secret. That's what Daniel got. God brings you into his secret life, his secret world, the things that no one else knows. When you get that, if you're going to keep telling God that, yeah, I know they say that, but that's not true. God really doesn't choose leaders. God doesn't choose followers. God doesn't choose babies. He doesn't do this. He doesn't do that. I don't know what we think he's doing with his time. If that's your life, you will never know God. You will always run around blabbing about stuff you don't know. And people look who do know looking at you like you got three heads. Because God got this, and he's got it all. He said, every day I work the impossible. Every day I make impossible things happen. Every single day. He said, around the world, every second, every half second, every third second of every day, I make impossible things happen, says the Lord. And I'll tell you what, if you are in love with the God who can't, then you'll never know what he can do for you. And a lot of you all are in those God-really-can't churches. Some of you all are in those highly intellectual churches where they've got it all broken down, you know, jotting to what God can't do because faith is not in that, okay? And then some of you all are in those real carnal churches and real cultural churches where you are your own God, you are your own self, you tap into the God in you. And you can do all of that until you stop, start deteriorating, at which point you're going to need to find a God outside you. Because your, you know, your power is waning. So I will tell every one of you listening to me today, God is ready to do extraordinary things for the planet. I know we're waiting for him to judge it. And, and with ju- you know, God is not single-dimensional. So with judgment, there will be a bunch of miracles, a bunch of breakthroughs. promise you today that God is getting ready to move in this earth realm. Like he has never moved before. He will break records. He will make new things happen. He will bring Gentiles to their needs and leaders to his feet. I'm telling you that God is God, and he has been planning for this a long time. He's been staging. He's been sending angels in. He's been moving darkness out. He's been doing all manner of amazing things because he wants to take over, and he wants to show himself strong on behalf of those who love him, and frankly, on behalf of those who hate him, he wants to show that he is the Almighty. And so we're going to meet 
in church, and we think it's going to be churches. That's what's going to really get you. Because, you, you know, these prophets stand up in church, yeah, God's going to move with the body, and God's going to do, no, no, God's going to move with the planet. Because Jesus is not just Savior, he's sovereign. And he was a sovereign longer than he's been a Savior. He's sovereign. He has worked the world's issues forever. This is his world. The earth is the Lord's and the fullness thereof. The world and they that dwell therein. I'm telling you, when I read that psalm, I thought, okay, Psalm 24, I said, God, because I had just come out of a kingdom, I mean, a church where they said God is the God of the church, but Satan owns the world. I came out that sermon. I was so conflicted because I couldn't find it. You know, Jesus would always make me, well, where is it? I don't know, God. It's not there. And so I came out of that service, and the Lord took me to that passage. And then he took me to the one where, where um, Hannah says um, that the pillars of the earth are the Lord's. Right. And then he took me to another one that said the shields of the earth are the Lord's. And then the excellent thing he did was to let us know that, that his church, however kind of tattered we might be today, is the pillar and ground of the truth because he locked his truth in the ecclesia because the ecclesia is the body of Jesus Christ. So as we go forward in the days to come, I'm telling you, I don't care about your arguments. I do not care about your Facebook, your, your social media. I'm telling you, God is waiting. You know, he's in that poise waiting for all of his windows and his machines and everything to converge and click. When this thing locks in place, if there's nothing anybody can do. I want you to know that cute little media that think that they have written out and profaned the Almighty will be reporting his exploits every day because they won't have any better news. That is the future, and it's not far off. You can rest assured it is not far off. I wait. I don't get in all of those frays. I don't get into all of that kind of crazy because I know that God is in this planet already staging what he wants. He has his angels set up here in the planet. Now, he's not waiting. He's not arriving. He's waiting. He's moving. And what he's moving, what he's waiting for, for those of you who want to know, is getting his human assets ready and in place. His spiritual ones are ready. They're good to go. They've done this before. But God has to get those human assets. He has to get the wrong ones out of the way, and he has to get the right one ready to take their place. That is what you're going to see. We like to talk about changing of the guards where, you know, the deacon gets bumped up to assistant pastor. That's not what God is talking about. (laughs) Ah, okay. How's that? That's good. Uh, Okay, who's next? You? I am me. We have our guest. Okay, so you want to wait? Yes. Okay, we will wait. Mm -hmm. And then you will speak, and then we get Prophet Adia, and then we go to the phone. Yes. In our brandy new location. That's right. I do want to say before we go to our guests, if you are listening on Blog Talk Radio or if you are on Periscope and will shift to Blog Talk Radio, then we want to hear from you. Feedback. Yes. Prayer requests. Uh, praise reports, concerns, needs, all those things. So you can dial 319-527-6218 and press 1 to be put into the queue, and we'll get you lined up to connect with Dr. Price today. Well, and, and also remember, we want feedback, but if you have a little news bit that you want us to talk about, we can do a little bit of that. 
not a lot. Don't get deep because this is not a that Okay, because I've already used up that time. But if you have a little news bit or something that you want to share or that's happening out there in the church and, and whatever, hey, I'm here for you. Okay, Apostle Edgar. Blessings. Blessings. I am here. You are here from Puerto Rico, right? Oh, yes, here in the beautiful island of Puerto Rico in the beach of Isabella. Don't mess with me. This is so unkind. I bet it's pretty, too, <laughs> isn't it? It's beautiful. I'm sorry. It's beautiful. Just just go online and Google it, and you will see it's beautiful. Uh, <laughs> we, we have for you to come over here, not only to minister, but also to spend uh, a few days enjoying the beach. I would love it. We have to make that happen. Oh, yeah. We have to. We have to. Well, let so me it's introduce an, you to It's an honor to be online. It's an honor to be over here at your, at your call, at your program. So, such a blessing. Well, let me introduce you. This is Apostle Edgar Gonzalez. He is an, he's, he's based in Puerto Rico temporarily. And because, you know, we're praying him up into the Tulsa region. He comes here often uh, to minister to so, so many of the churches here, mostly the Hispanic community, but he is a dear friend of mine. We go back a lot of years, don't we, Apostle? Oh, yes. I then not even know how many years, but we uh, go way back. And so he's been, he was with us last year on our uh, Apostleship Summit, the, what is it, the 2016 Apostolic Summit. He was amazing. Now, if you want to hear all of that intelligent stuff, as well as the fire of the Holy Ghost in a package, this man carries both. So we are, all of our speakers this year will be on the broadcast, which is something you all know we do regularly. All of them will be here to for you to meet them and you to understand why you don't want to miss 2017 Apostolic Summit. Now, here's something that's very important. We, God has exploded us this year. I mean, we have, our, we have our own brandy new church, so that's Sunday morning. Instead of having church in the hotel, we will be having it in our own location. Yay, bless God. And then if you want, we can give you a tour of our, our school to look at the facility here. God has blessed us the entire ninth floor. We are blessed, super blessed. And so you're able to be here. And so this year, Apostle Edgar is also returning to the summit to share all of that extraordinary wisdom that he has. And also, he is one of our board of directors for Price University. So I'm thrilled. What I'm going to ask you to do, Apostle Edgar, is to share your heart on what it is that you want God to say, and then close it out with what you know God is doing here in Tulsa and what you'll be bringing to us in November. Well, uh, God is doing so many things around the world. Last night I was preaching over here in a church, a local church here in Puerto Rico, about that the Lord is bringing order like never before, that he is bringing restoration, but he's coming with a heart of love, trying to restore the body once again to the original uh, model of God, that we could be once again the light and the salt of the earth. And that's something that has been lacking uh, the church around, uh, not only in the United States, but around the world. We've been going through so many crises that we have forgotten who we are. We have forgotten our identity because we 
we don't know who got it sometimes. And in order in order for us to know who we are, we need to know and understand who got it. So he's going back again to bringing us into his presence, into uh, I may say like baptizing us again in his love, so we he can launch us again into the world and transform the transform the world. Because not only with knowledge we can change the world, but we need the heart of Jesus once again to be ruling as ambassadors in the world. So uh, I'm excited about being in Tulsa. Uh, There's a lot of things that the Lord wants to do in Tulsa. The church in Tulsa uh, for many years, you know, has been the Mecca of the charismatic world. And right now I believe that the Lord wants to do a shift, a transition, his transition in the church into the apostolic and the prophetic, into the fivefold ministry um, in Tulsa. And you are, Dr. Price, Apostle Price, a huge part of what the Lord is doing right now in Tulsa. And I believe that the school is going to be pivotal for, uh, you know, developing all these men and women of God that have a, a calling, but they don't know how to be trained. They don't know. They don't have anyone uh, to be helped, to help them, uh, to get into what the Lord wants for their life. And I believe the school is going to be pivotal to transforming leaders, next generation leaders, not only in Tulsa, United States, but around the world. Um, I touch number four. I don't know if I'm still online. <laughs> you are still there. <laughs> I am here. Okay. And I'm very excited of being this next November in the, in the conference, the near conference. I um, will be speaking. I don't know what I will be speaking at and ministering at, but because you uh, will be giving me uh, something like a subject and all that. But um, I'm excited, and, you know, the Lord is going to move mightily. I'm expecting not only uh, to bring a powerful word, word of God, but also expecting the manifestation of the Holy Spirit in the, in the whole comfort, not only through my ministry, but also through the other speakers. I'm expecting the hand of God like never before. Yes. Well, we have great speakers lined up, too. As, they, as you've heard, uh, this is Apostle Edgar Gonzalez from Puerto Rico. He's been, we've been in relationship for a lot of years. He's been such a support to me. And uh, I love him dearly. I, I'm hoping to get an opportunity. To, I guess I'm going to have to go to Puerto Rico to do that, to meet the family. Yeah, hurt my feelings on this little beach he's talking about. I'm going to say, the man lives on a beach. I am so upset with him. I'm talking, you're trying to keep us <laughs> You have to. You have to. Wonderful. <laughs> we will meet. And then we also have uh, a Dr. Keith Johnson out of uh, Tampa, Florida. We have Dr. Nashawn Walker, who's returning, gave us an amazing, amazing teaching on uh, the media and broadcasting. I've never heard it before. You know, I'm pretty admissive, but it was amazing. And so we are excited about having him. So we're doing well. Did I cover everybody? I'll be there. Prophet Ursula, as usual, doing the music. You know her worship is amazing. And so we have her. It is just a wonderful, wonderful lineup this year, and I do believe that the best is yet to come. Hallelujah. Amen. So, uh, Amen. Apostle Edgar, you have any closing remarks for us? Well, 
I just want to encourage everyone, this brand new school, well, not brand new, but now with all the new name and everything and the new building for the school, I'm going to encourage everyone that is listening to be part of it, be part of the school, be part of your ministry. Uh, your life is going to be transformed. Transform. Your ministry is going to be transformed, and you're going to go into another level of what the Lord desires for you. You're going to enter into ministering in the purpose of God for your life. So I encourage everyone that is listening, get close to this ministry, get close to Dr. Price, and your life is going to change, and you're going to see maturity, and you're going to see wonderful things from the Lord to your life, your family, and, and your ministry. So it's, it's a blessing to be here today uh, speaking online, and I expect the hand of God, like never before, through your ministry, and through this new conference, and through the school. Thank you for, for allow, allowing me to speak this morning. Well, thank you for joining us. I'm looking forward to seeing you in just a couple short months. Until then, give your family my love and hug those kids of yours. God bless. I will. I will. We love you. Blessings. Bye-bye. Bye-bye. Well, we, so that's our second one, right? No? Our second speaker or our first one? On the show? Yes. The first one for the summit. First one for the yes. summit. And let me tell you, you're going to give this, uh, you know, the input. Well, Prophet Adir will give you all the information about the summit. Let me say this to you. We have had people coming home and getting blessed. We're going to do a special broadcast with all of our come-homers so that you can meet them and listen to them. We'll give them, the, uh, Prophet Ashley is probably going to do recordings. They tell why they came home, their testimonies, what's happening, where they came from why they're relocating. We still have people relocating, and, um, and we're still having a blast, and everybody's getting jobs. Yeah. I mean, just about every one of them have come in with wonderful housing, jobs, nice wages. I mean, this thing is God, scripturally organic, culturally unmodified. This is God. This is God's way of saying, you've asked me for a way out. You've told me you're tired of religion. You've told me you're tired of, of falsehood and gimmicks and games. you told me you want to be fed. I heard your prayer. Here is where I'm feeding. And so uh, these people are hearing the call from God. They're from the broadcast, and they know it. They've come here and found out it's even more than they imagined. We have them, they're working in the ministry, they're working in, in other jobs, they're helped to build the church. We've got some already in leadership. It is an amazing thing that God is doing. But we have been living in the amazingness of God. So, Prophet, what are some of your comments? Well, you want my comment or the spiritual comment? Both. All right. You can prioritize. All right. Well, how about I will read some of their comments in response to your statements that will be my comments. <laughs> uh, well, you said the closer you get to God, the further you get away from the lie. <laughs> you know, you said something years ago that I've never heard anyone say, in, at least in church. I'll say that. How you said when people have uh, mental disorders or they have psychological breaks or they have things like that, a lot of times, it's their choice mm -hmm. because they're choosing an alternate reality because they can't face or won't face mm -hmm. what is before them. I was so shocked to hear that until you present people with solutions and they don't take them. They don't want them. That's when you realize that being in ministry 
you see how many people actually want to stay in their bondage. Mm-hmm. And they cannot stay close to God because they do not want to be in the truth. Mm-hmm. Scripture's right. The truth does make you free. Make means it's not a choice. Once you know the truth, mm-hmm. you're out there. You're faced and with so freedom. they do everything they can to stay away and stay away and have excuses and, well, it's the pastor, it's the word, my favorite line, nobody understands me. <laughs> That's my favorite line to hear, mm-hmm. um, really is that reinforcement to keep them, in air quotes, protected from God, protected mm-hmm. from deliverance. And so some of the comments from that were, wow, great, come on here, I am loving this. <laughs> that statement right there, and you said that um, the whole thing, I mean, we keep coming back to Moses and this mountain. It's, it must have been very pivotal in God's history. I keep shaking my head behind the camera. Mm-hmm. When you said that false religions were born at the base of the mountain, we're there. And that sibling rivalry, and some of that's what somebody said, where is the gavel tell? I really need to get them. I really need it. And you said that the envious leader led them to another religion. Mm-hmm. And how you really don't think all that rivalry, all those unresolved issues, you can lead people straight down the path to hell mm-hmm. because of a personal issue that you have with the other person. There was a question that somebody said, because a lot of people testify mm-hmm. to having to deal with that, wrestling with envy and rivalry against someone else. How do they get past that or deliver from it? The envy and the rivalry? Yeah. Well, the, first of all, the envy. Like if, like if you're the person who feels the envy mm-hmm. towards somebody else. Mm-hmm. Uh, that's not necessarily, I mean, I know obviously dealing with it from other people, but it's coming out of you. And, and you know what? It's very hard to deal with. And anybody that just says get over it, just they, they really aren't dealing with the issue. But I want to give you the answer that God gave me, um, and because it's important that we get it. But I'm going to go to James. And we've heard this, and I, I do a you know class on it, but we've heard the James where James talks about you know um, verse thirteen James, uh, uh, and to show you the effect, this is really good James three. Uh, it, it starts with your words, so, so I'm going to just go there. There are many things that he says here. But he said, the tongue no man can tame, an unruly evil full of deadly poison. Therewith, or with it, we bless God, even the Father, and with it curse we men which are made after the similitude of God. So the first thing we need is the perspective of God. You know, envy in the church has so much to do with false preaching, false doctrine, heretical doctrine, because we all have come out of 40, 50, 60 years of the material doctrine. Material gospel. So it's the gospel of materialism. And I think that um, it's so good that you asked that question. So when you don't get the material stuff that you hear them preaching, when you don't get the car, the jet, when you don't get the, the, the house with the, you know, seven, ten thousand square foot, when you don't get all of those perks in your little ministry, in your little neighborhood, you become bitter. And you become bitter because you think God is treating someone else better. 
And so you can't, you, so you, you're full of it. I like the word envy because the last two letters of envy are the word vie, vying for. Look up the word vie. You begin to breathe in your heart. You breathe the, the, the anger and the disappointment. If you've had a, a bad upbringing, if you've had poor parenting, if you had a, a, a marriage that didn't treat you right, somehow or another, this becomes part of that thing that always happens to you. You don't get your fair share. You don't get this. You don't get that. But the bottom line is that God is just. And if you can get that in your spirit, I got delivered when God said, but are you telling me I'm a wicked woman? I, you know, because see, God doesn't play with me. Now, I know some of you all, he says all these nice things. I never get that answer. I don't know why I don't get that. He says, so you're telling me I'm an unjust ruler. You're telling me I'm wicked because I chose this and not that. And God, from that moment, God took me on a trip. And I won't forget this. And then I'm going to read verse 14, okay? He took me on a class. This was a, a studying class. And he said, so I'm unjust. So I'm reeling from that. I'm, I'm trying to pick myself up. I'm flailing in the spirit, trying to say, no, God, I love you. I or, and in the beginning, I couldn't even answer. Because I, I think without saying it, I was convinced he was unjust. I was convinced he had favorites. I was convinced of those things. And I was convinced by my experience. And my experience and other people's testimony. Come on, somebody, I just gave you a breakthrough. My experience and other people's testimony, God loved this one better. They got better this and better that. And so God took me in a class. He said, so do you think I'm handing out all of those blessings for unrighteousness? I said, well, God, no. He said, Jesus took me to the pastor. He said, I told you, men will bless you when you do good for yourself. These people go to these seminars. They go to these little classes. They go to these little webinars to learn how to just get numbers and how to just convince people to follow them when they have little to nothing to say and less to offer. And so they play the game. And we assume that the problem that we have really faced is the body of Christ's Christ's inability to know the truth from the lie. They don't know it. So you look at this guy with the big house, and he's already thrown away three wives, and you say, that's God. Now, that's charging God with evil. And so you have got to recognize that God is honoring God, but God has a rival. He has a, a, an enemy, and the enemy is looking to Take his place. So he's going to give false gifts. He's a Halloween guy. He's a trick-or-treat guy. He's going to give all this stuff because people are willing to walk away from Jesus Christ or at least to pervert his truth. I don't know if that helps anybody, but that's the word that God has given me. (laughs) Now, I want to read this passage so they can read it. I want you all to study this on your own, and that is... um, um, verse 13, who is a wise man endued with knowledge among you? Let him show out of good conversation his good works with meekness and wisdom. But if you have bitter envy and strife in your hearts, glory not and lie not against the truth. This wisdom descends not from above, but is earthly, sensual, and devilish. There, and what we're dealing with right now is devilish wisdom that people are seeing marketed and merchandised as spiritual truth. All right, for where envy and strife is, there is confusion in every evil work. But the wisdom that is from above is first pure, then peaceable, gentle, and easy to be entreated, full of mercy and good fruits, 
without partiality and without hypocrisy. And the fruit of righteousness is sown in peace of them that make peace. Now, I gave you that, and, you, and many of you have heard it. So I don't want you to, I don't, when you go, if you have a Bible study or you have a, a, a group or, you know, something like that, I want you to lift this out and put it up on a board of sorts and really analyze what James is saying. Analyze it. Go through and say, wait a minute, what, what does wise man have to do with this? And what is the endued with knowledge and, and good conversation? How's all of that working? How is bitter and envy and strife in my heart? All of those things. Analyze it, examine it, and inspect yourself in light of it. Because you, if you won't put in 45 good, good minutes before God begins to turn the light on. And I really pray that you do that. Because today God wants to heal. You know, and, 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 I, and so when I went through, and actually, you know, you were with us. We've been with me 18 years. The day I got free was the day that I said everything that God had given to me, I deserved in some way, whether I did it consciously or unconsciously, deliberately or unintentionally, it didn't matter. I knew it. And because God said to me, I got one way I build kingdom, and it starts with faith. And you can't have bitter envy and faith. And from that day onward, my life started changing. So I hope that was helpful. It was. And to answer the question, she's reading out of James chapter 3. Oh, I, I, I did say three. You did. But thank you yeah. for putting it together. Yes. So um, give me one more, and then oh. we'll close out. Right. I'll go to the next. Oh, okay. Well, you said Aaron was a fake prophet because he never reached out to God. He wanted to usurp and upstage his brother. Somebody said, my God. Someone else said, hit something. <laughs> <laughs> I got to remember that. I'm in a new environment. Somebody said, say that apostle Christ. Someone else said, wowzer. Um, you know, we have heard so many things, and I've read many things that we've heard about false prophets. But that statement right there mm-hmm. about, but he never asked God. Never. Moses is dead. Because he, he hoped he was. <laughs> yeah. he Clearly, he hoped he was. He didn't send out a search party to go see, plus they were all scared because what was going on. And, and yeah, not, out and because he's a little scary. But, and I said, but he, when you said that, I thought, ooh, wait a minute. You know, to me, that's like a, a profit check. Yeah. One-on-one. Like, hold on, wait a minute. In all these situations that we're pursuing right now with our companies, companies we're making so many decisions about so many things. Mm-hmm. And to pause and say, wait, but did I check with God on that? Did I actually? Did I check? Mm-hmm. And not just did I, right, right. you know, well, I knew he, he knows my thoughts. Mm-hmm. He knows I'm thinking about this. And, and if if uh, it was really not a good idea or if it really was a good idea and I wasn't wasn't going to do it, uh, he would have nudged me in the right direction. He would have told me because he knows mm-hmm. I'm thinking. I mean, we get so casual. We get so passive with the Lord and we mm-hmm. get sloppy because all that equals sloppy prophetic. And um, but just that statement right there, you know, I had to, I had to hold myself. Yeah, you did. You walked a little bit too. Uh-huh. Yeah, blew it <laughs> But you know, uh, we did a, uh, and I'm sure somebody out there would know, maybe even Prophet Adia. We did a teaching on, you know, Aaron as the number two guy. Yeah. yeah that number two. You know, that number two. I teach in leadership. We do so much teaching on the number one, we skip over the number two. Because that number two 
is that link between one and three. And that most number two will have to struggle between being faithful to number one and managing and controlling number three. Because number three is three for a reason. And so that number two person. I tell you, in all my years of coming up the ranks, I feel like I have a strike for each letter. <laughs> um, you probably have. In the beginning, that was our biggest battle, you and I. Mm-hmm. Our biggest battles and fights, probably the only real fights we've ever had, were about, are you going to be loyal to this office? And your duty up mm-hmm. or your people? And because I was so unaware of what the concept even was, <laughs> I was like, I was being loyal to I didn't realize he felt, and then I was flat out mad. Mm-hmm. I mean, we went through the roof. But to come to, to uh, you know, when you ask God to open up your eyes to see the whole, the whole picture, mm-hmm. the fallout, the consequences of deciding to go left when you should be going right, uh, staying loyal to your leader, your assignment, because that is your assignment. It is. And it's easy to get lost in the ocean of people when you forget God assigned you to that leader. And the leader gives you the assignment over the people. Exactly. When you can resolve that, you are well mm-hmm. on your way. But it's difficult. I mean, do you remember your early trainings? What did I tell you? Beware of people who want to use your authority yes. to have their way. Yes. Yes. We had that yes. constantly. And I'm speaking to someone right now out there who's listening. You are wrestling with trying to be friends. You are wrestling with trying to show everybody that you don't think you're better than they are and that leadership won't change you. I don't know if we have this class in our subscription, but you need the class on leadership won't change me. Really? Okay. And so you're wrestling with your loyalty, and your first loyalty must be to God. And then your first obedience must be to what God has assigned you. And many, many people, uh, many leaders fall, and pastors are being bludgeoned by leaders who think it's all about the people. It is not. It is all about the Lord, all about the Lord. God has one thing that pleases him like crazy, and that's Jesus. Jesus pleases him, and so you have got to make a decision as to what you will stand before God and explain. Will you explain how well you did your job because you trusted him, or will you explain how you abused his leader because the people had issues? Because people always have issues. Masters have issues. Try to get 10 people to agree on dinner. Can't do it. Where are we going for dinner? Nobody knows. We got all of these great brains over here, and nobody can pick out food. So people have issues. If you have not enrolled in Christ University, you need to do so, because these are some of the things that we clarify for you. If you are not able to be an on-site student, then, hey, do this. Go and enroll in online classes. Because some of you all, you want to get it right, but you're not hearing it in the pulpit. You're not hearing it in your little sermons. You're probably not hearing it in conferences, because I found out that conferences run in the thing. They all kind of run in a conversational, doctrinal thing. And so you, you'll go to four or five different conferences where all five of those sponsors have been friends for like ever, and you're not going to hear anything different. Sometimes you need to step outside the rank to hear different. So whoever you are, that's it. But you remember, I told her, I used to say to her, 
Okay, I'm telling you, but beware. They're going to buy you stuff. They're going to buy you dinner. They're going to take you out. They're going to do all sorts of things. Just like, uh, just like in the secular world, um, people of power buy leaders. They do it in the churches. They buy leaders who will be sympathetic to their cause, who will back them, et cetera, et cetera. Was that good? Okay, do you know what? I did it to her again, though. I know she's going to love it. She's good. She's, she's ready. Okay. Are you ready? <laughs> yes, I'm ready. It's powerful today. I, you know, I had planned some things to say, but as the conversation has gone on, I, I think you've covered so much. Um, I just have to say that it was just a phenomenal teaching that I think that we can go back and need to go back to and listen again and again. Um, something that I just thought was worth saying one more time, you talked about God was ready to do extraordinary things in the planet. And you ended that by saying, yes, you know, he is going to judge the planet as well. But with that judgment, you said that there would be tons of miracles. And I just thought that was really powerful. I love how you always bring a view that is multidimensional. Never just one, you never see something just one particular, particular way. And I, I love that and, and, and empowered by that. And I think others are too. So really powerful message. And as as you're on the subject of Price University, I want to let you guys know PriceUniversity.org is where you want to go to apply. We're accepting applications through September 4th for the fall semester. So make sure you do that, guys, PriceUniversity.org. But powerful message today, Dr. Price. Well, thank you. I'm glad to hear it. I am going to say goodbye to my Facebook audience and say let's walk down the hall to Block Talk Radio. She's already given you the number, and I'm sure that it's up. Have a great afternoon. Thank you for listening to me. Now, remember, we want prayer, we want feedback, comments, etc., because we want to make sure that this covers the entire gambit of what God wants to say to his people and not just get locked into one vein. So, again, we're leaving you. Prophet Adir, you're on. Have a great afternoon. We're out. All right, guys. Well, you've been listening live to the Paula Price Show. We're here every Thursday, 11 a.m. to 1 o'clock p.m. Central Standard Time. You can find us online at blogtalkradio.com slash Paula Price Show. Again, blogtalkradio.com slash Paula Price Show is where you can find us all throughout the week. You can actually download and listen to episodes of the Paula Price Show. So if you are visiting with us for the very first time, if you're just listening in today, never listened to the program before, we want to welcome you. We are so glad that you tuned in today. We know that you will tune in again and again and again. So go visit us online at blogtalkradio.com slash Paula Price Show so that you can listen to the former broadcast and get caught up. Get caught up. I want to let you guys know a few announcements from what was talked about on today's show. We want to thank Dr. Edgar Gonzalez all the way from Puerto Rico who joined us today, and he will be back with us at this year's New Era Apostleship Summit, which is happening right here in Tulsa Town, um, November. I want to give you the exact dates for the Apostleship Summit and also let you know that all of the registration is now live. You can register online at drpaulaaprice.com. You can also register online at ppmglobalresources.com. Again, I'm going to give you those two websites where you can register for this year's New Era Apostleship 
Summit with Dr. Paula Price right here in Tulsa. You can register online at drpaulaaprice.com or ppmglobalresources.com. The dates for the Apostleship Summit are as follows. Wednesday, it kicks off Wednesday evening with orientation and the Dignitaries Dinner. That is no, that is November 15th, Wednesday evening. And the summit is going to go all the way through to Saturday afternoon at 2 o'clock p.m. You can actually get the abbreviated schedule online right now at both websites. You can start with drpaulaaprice.com. Just click the events tab, and it's going to take you to all the information that you need to know about attending with us. The hotel information is there as well, including the phone number where you can go ahead and make your reservations. Again, those dates are the 15th through the 18th of November. Don't miss out on this. Right now, buy one, get one is live. It's active. You can buy one, get one until September 30th. Buy one, get one until September 30th. The buy one, get one price is $70 per person. So if you take advantage of BOGO, then you can each go for $70. It is the very best deal that we offer for our events. Buy one, get one. We have extended it a little bit through to September 30th. Buy one, get one. Early bird is $99 for individuals who will be coming on your own, and that deadline is October 15th. These dates are online on our website at drpaulaaprice.com. Again, drpaulaaprice.com, you can get the deadlines for your registration for the Apostleship Summit. So don't miss out on this. Buy one, get one is the 30th of September. That's the deadline for that. And early bird at $99 per person. The deadline is October 15th. There are rates for groups as well. Groups of five or more are $89 a person, and groups of 10 or more drops down to $75 per person. So we encourage you, join us at the um, the Apostleship Summit November 15th through the 18th. You don't want to miss this. And go online and get yourself registered for classes starting this fall with priceuniversity.org. We have an online program and we have an on-site program right here in Tulsa at our new facility that overlooks the entire city. You don't want to miss out on this. If you're listening on the line and you live close by Oklahoma City, Dallas, Kansas City, Memphis, Arkansas, big shout out to you, St. Louis. If you're within driving distance, you've got to come see us at Price University. Tour the university. Find out more about the classes. You can schedule that by clicking the Contact Us page on priceuniversity.org and actually schedule a campus visit because we want to see you here in Tulsa. So again, priceuniversity.org. Get yourself enrolled. Last day for applications for fall semester is September 4th, so don't miss out on this. Register online today where you are learning today so that you can lead tomorrow. All right, we are ready to take your calls for this second hour, so press that number one if you want to speak to Dr. Price. Prophet Ashley, back to you. All right. Thank you, Prophet Adia, for telling us what's going on in the ever-enlarging world of Dr. Paula Price. We'll be right back after these messages. Dr. Paula A. Price does it again with Before the Garden, God's Eternal Continuum. In her customary exhaustive style, she breaks the seal on yet another striking dimension of Christian faith and truth. Before the Garden, God's Eternal Continuum is aptly dubbed the history of eternity as revealed in scriptures because it captures and tells the story of eternity from its founder's perspective. Order your copy today and give us your feedback. 
Tell us how Before the Garden revolutionized your walk with Christ at www.beforethegarden.com. Do you have an upcoming conference or want to order a supply for your bookstore? Now is the perfect time to order copies for your network, mentees, or friends. Just pick up the phone and dial 877-419-1299, extension 1001, and ask for Adia Peterson to get bulk discount orders and place your order today. Welcome to PPM Global Resources, your one-stop ministry resource company. Whether ministry, professional, or personal, our products cover a diverse range of subjects, topics, and ministry issues that hit the center of where you are. If God has called you to it, we want to help you do it. Explore the possibilities to conquer your world. Where are you going today? Ready to launch your own ministry? Want to develop a ministry training program? Looking for credible ministry education? You want guidance or direction? Maybe you just want to discover who you are. If you are a purpose seeker, looking for fresh resources, new ministry solutions, and endless possibilities, then welcome to PPM Global Resources, a ministry and professional resources company dedicated to meeting the needs of the 21st century minister. Why choose PPM Global? Because you want something better. We help build your vision, educate you in your calling, train you to succeed, teach you valuable skills, equip you to achieve, release you to conquer your world. Our business is your interests, whether ministry, professional, or personal. Our products cover a diverse range of subjects, topics, and ministry issues that hit the center of where you are. Think of us as your personal vision support team. If God has called you to it, we want to help you do it. Your success is our passion. Check us out online or contact us at 877-649-PPMG. Hi, this is Dr. Paula Price, host of the Paula Price Show, reminding you to revisit last week's program at blogtalkradio.com backslash Paula Price Show. Did you know PPM Global Resources offers prophetic advisements? Talk to our certified prophetic team of ordained prophets, apostles, and professional advisors and get the wisdom you need now. There's no monthly commitment required for a single session, and current students may now add on to your existing services. Choose your advisor, choose your time, then purchase your session. Book online at www.ppmglobalresources.com and click on the Advisements tab to begin your journey of prophetic advisements. Okay, and we are back with the Paula Price Show, going to the lines with our live callers with the one and only Dr. Paula Price, author of The Prophet's Dictionary and so much more. I'm here. I'm ready. Yay! I'm all set. I'm good to go. Who is our first caller? Okay, we have first on the line Jeannie from New York, and she is calling uh, concerning her father's mental health. Jeannie from New York, welcome to the Paula Price Show. Hello. 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 
Hi. Hi, Jeannie. How are you doing? I'm doing well, thank you. Good. So, um, so Jeannie, first thing we're going to do is we're going to get you out that doldrums right there. I'm sorry, okay. you said? I said, we're going to get you out of the doldrums. I'm going to need you to pick your voice up an octave or two and act like you yes. know you are living in control. So let's start again. Jeannie, how are you doing? Hi, I'm doing well, thank you. You're very, very welcome. So listen, you're concerned about your father. What's going on with him? Um, he's been suffering. I don't know if it's like schizophrenia or just like mental health issues for a while. Has he done any treatment? Have you taken him to uh, treatment or is he on medication or something? No. Has he ever been um, treated or tested? No, he doesn't seem to be doing anything about it. That's that's why I'm more okay. concerned. Okay, so he's just, he's just going through all of these ups and downs and crazies, but you can't get him to take seriously that there's a problem. Yes. Okay, so how old is your dad? Um, 59. Oh, he's relatively young. So does he work or does he have a job where you can call somebody to, for example, um, you know, encourage him to go and get treatment? Or do you can you get a letter of power of attorney so that you can, and um, you know, kind of force it to happen? Um, I'm not sure because my father actually lives out of the country, so sometimes he just comes to visit. Oh, okay. And when he comes, he's very difficult. Um, it's not really that, I wouldn't say difficult, it's just more like he would just have like these episodes, like maybe he would either be talking or seeing things or reacting to things that are not there. Got it. Okay. All right, I hear you. I'm going to pray. He's out of the country, so we're going to pray and ask the Lord to step in and deal with it. Father God, I thank you so much for Jeannie and for daughters like her. Lord, who care about their family, care about their parents, and want the best for them. I thank you for her. I'm asking God that you visit her husband, her husband, forgive me, but visit her father in wherever country he's in, Lord. And I thank you for causing somebody in that land to take interest in him, causing him to have a relationship and a connection that will encourage him to do more than just suffer through what he's doing. I come against the spirit that is oppressing him right now. I say to you, your time is up. I break your yoke. I break your covenant with him. I shut this thing down. God, we give him his mind back. We give him his mind back, and we do it according to your grace and your mercy. In Jesus' name, amen and amen. Amen. God bless you. Let Keep us posted, okay, Jeannie? Thank you. I will. You're very welcome. God bless. Okay, Prophet Ashley. All right, we have next on the line Dr. Price Francine calling from South Carolina. And she said um, to pray for her niece who just had a baby and her blood pressure won't regulate. Francine, welcome to the Paula Price Show. Hello there. How are you, Dr. Price? Hey. I am fine, Francine. Glad to hear from you again. Boy, we don't yes. get to this I know. It's just my nieces. I'm having issues with them. 
But let me just pray right quickly because we don't need to drag it out. We need God moving in that quick kind of fast. What do you think? Yes, ma'am, because it's been three days. Oh, yeah, that's a pretty long time for that. Father, we bless you in Jesus' name. And, Lord, we step into her, her hospital room, God, and we touch her. Lord, I stand by her bedside as if I'm present. I put my hand on her head, and I command that blood pressure to drop to normal um, right now, in Jesus' name, to normal numbers. God, I'm asking that you remove the obstacles. She's under stress. God, take the stress away from her and cause her to be at peace. And, Lord, I thank you that you will also give her an appetite for a major diet change. In, in Jesus' name, amen and amen. Amen. Thank you so much. Yeah, see, we went at it. Did we go quick or what? Yes, ma'am, we did it. <laughs> God bless you. Keep us posted, okay, Francine? I most certainly will. Thank you again. Thank you. Love you so much. Bye-bye. You too. Bye-bye. All right, Prophet. We're moving along today. We're filming in some stuff. (laughs) Yes. Okay. This is Ruby from Maryland, and she has a comment um, about sharing a revelation on the eclipse. Ruby, welcome to the Paula Price Show. Oh, thank you. Thank you so much. Uh, good afternoon, Great. Dr. Price. How are you, Ruby? Glad to hear your voice. Yeah. Oh, thank you. Yeah, we uh, Congratulations on everything. I sent you a Facebook uh, inbox, and your number popped up when I was watching online, so I figured the Lord wanted me to share this. I didn't know what form to share this in, so let me be quick. Uh, well, we're so interested. at any rate, a couple of months ago, the Lord has shown me a vision of a face mask, and half of it was white and half of it was black. And on the black side, it had the numeral one written all over it. And the revelation that he gave me regarding the face mask is double-mindedness or being double, um, double-sided, two-faced it, two-faced it because it was a face mask. The white side is Christ, that's pure, and so he's on the right side of God, and God was the black side. The number one is uh, stands for um, getting back to your first love from the uh, uh, from Revelations, getting back to your uh, Revelations two four, getting judgment, getting back to your first love. So this is the this represents the judgment seat. So what he's saying is that he is this is a time of judgment because on the eve, on, on the day of the eclipse, actually started the uh, Jewish holiday, uh, not holiday, day of, uh, I don't know how to pronounce it, Teshuva, which is the 40-day season of repentance, okay? And uh, that was um, on the day of the eclipse, August uh, 21st. So uh, he showed me a 999 on a license plate. Uh, so that's the, the number, of, as you know, of judgment. And so what he's saying is, is that in this hour, uh, he also showed me a symbol of a bowl, wiping a bowl, and that took me to the um, practice of going into the tabernacle, tabernacle and cleaning your, cleansing your hands. So he, what he's saying is that he wants his body to be in a state of holiness and repentance for not being um, in alignment with him, which should be their first love. 
also uh, there were several other revelations that were um, uh, uh, given that are very uh, profound, um, which I guess we don't have time for, which I wanted to speak to you about. But I know this is not supposed to be bottled up in me because he gave a lot of other different um, indications of uh, what's happening in this hour. At the same time, his majesty and his glory are going to shine forth like never before, people that truly have that repented heart and come to him uh, because he wants to really show um, what it means to be a follower of him, to, to love him. But he, this is a, a big time of judgment, particularly um, uh, uh, it's also going to be for the Catholic Church. There's a lot of different okay. systems because he Let talked about seismic shifts. Ruby, let me jump in. I want to ask you one question. The, you said these signs are for the, the body of Christ. Is that right? Yes. Okay, so. And society you, at large. It, but hold on, hold on. Now I'll let you talk. Now I want to ask you a question. If these signs are supposed to be for the body of Christ, are you saying that they're supposed to come back to Jesus through Judaism? Am I saying what? That if these signs are supposed to be for the body of Christ, the church of Jesus Christ, are you saying that in order for them to repent, they need to repent through the laws of Judaism? Oh, no, no, no. I'm not, I'm not saying, I don't know what the implication, I just think that they're supposed to um, go to him but let, let me go to, and just repent. Uh, but you know what, you can't, if you, the way you put it, the way you're putting it and the way people are putting it out there as if this is some sort of Jewish big to who, now, I have nothing wrong with the Jewish thing. If that's them, that's fine. Judaism is for one nation, period, one nation, period. Now, they may spread all over the world, but their, their laws and government was for one nation. So for us to assign a Judaic implication to the eclipse is to say Jesus really never came. So I don't know how they're going to get to him. I'm sorry, the, fo- the phone, you were kind of breaking up. You said to assign... What now, Dr. Well, if you're going to if you're going to use Jew, Judah, Jewish um, signs, symbols, and religion and rites and all of that to assign those to the eclipse that's under the Christ era, then I don't know how the the, the Christian is going to get to Jesus without becoming Jewish. Oh no, that's not that's not what I that's not what I'm saying. This is just the, he goes by the Jewish cam, uh, uh, calendar. No, nope, we're not going. Uh-huh. I don't go by the Jewish calendar. You know why I don't? Because either Jesus came or he didn't. So I do not go by the Jewish calendar. If he came, then we're not under the Jewish calendar. We're under whatever AD one is or whatever, after death or the year of our Lord. We're not under the Jewish calendar. I know Ruby people are teaching that. I know they're saying it. But we Christians did not exist under Judaism. There was no such thing as a Christian under the Judaic law or dispensation. There was none. So if we're going to talk about um, eclipses and we're going to talk about what God is doing and all of that, I'm sorry. Now, the Jewish calendar exists for, G- exists for Jews because they don't believe he came. That's why we have a Jewish calendar. Not because it's just this whole, isn't this wonderful that we just never had a break in history. The Jewish calendar exists because they don't believe that Jesus Christ who came to set up his church, et cetera, that we believe in, is actually the Messiah. That is what the Jewish calendar means. So if, okay. if he never came, 
we can't follow that calendar or either we don't exist. Okay. Well, the thing about Dr. Price, um, and I have photos of it 82 days ago. Uh, I don't want to uh, listen. He showed me uh, uh, a, we're not gonna, uh, a license plate, 5777. Ruby, Ashley, do what you need to do. Okay. Ashley, let's go on. I need another caller. Okay, we have uh, our last caller here is Marcus from Connecticut, and he is calling in today, Dr. Price, for wisdom on how to speak to his daughter about the gay agenda. Marcus from Connecticut, welcome to the Paula Price Show. Thank you. Thank you so much. Hello, Dr. Price. How are you today? I am wonderful today, Marcus. How are you? I'm doing excellent as well. Thank you for taking my call. My pleasure. How old is your daughter? My daughter is 14, and she will be a sophomore in high school. And uh, in her high school, as in society, everywhere she looks, you know, they're pushing the gay rights agenda. And um, I'm a researcher, and we've had a lot of conversations about I've done research on the gay rights agenda, and I found in some of their original documents they talk about you know, what their ultimate goals and aims are. So I was considering, you know, getting some of that literature, downloading it, reading it over with my daughter to further discuss it just so that she sees that what she's seeing on TV is not their final goal. They want, you know, much more sinister. uh, They have a much more sinister plan than what, you know, what we see on TV. But I just was concerned whether or not I should bring that kind of material into my home you know, I don't want to open any doors for the enemy. So, yes, I need your wisdom, please. I will be glad to give it. The first thing I want to tell you is when she goes to school, the enemy's door is open. Your door is open because she's going to go to school every day, and she's mm-hmm. going to encounter this every single day, and she cannot avoid it. You know, none of us can. Church right. can't avoid it. We want to send them to. So that's the first thing I would tell you. Um, so we will always, always begin with prayer, but I like your approach. Now, I also did a lot of research, and I know that the ultimate gay agenda is to do away with women and to make mm. women nothing but baby farms. I mean, that's their ultimate agenda. I know we wow. think that it's the lesbians and, and whatever. No, they intend to get rid of the lesbians, too. They just don't know it yet. But right now, we're all going to play this game because I have some strong documentation on that. But even before we get to that point, because, you know, that might be a little more down the line, Um, But before we get to that point, you know, one of the things that I always say to people about uh, homosexuality, period, is that it's 100% cosmetic. Hmm. It is 100% cosmetic. It is also, again, on top of that, because it's four, four, you know, four layers, each one being 100%, it is 100% cosmetic, it is 100% costume. Wow. And then it's also 100%, the next layer is culture. It's culture meaning it belongs to another God. It's a deity-based faith. Right. It's really it's a deity-based fertility right. And then the last thing is that it's all about copulation. Mm-hmm. I always use that as, as the seeds of the homo, homosexual practices. Number one, you take away the cosmetics. You don't have men shaving eyebrows and whatnot, looking like women. You don't have women looking like men, so it's appearance. That means that the appearance is, is the first push. 
The second thing is costuming, which is a drag queen thing. And I'm going to dress like Mm -hmm. a man. All of this means it's superficial until you get to copulation. Wow. It's all superficial because you can take it off and put it on. I mean, that was my argument way back when the Supreme Court passed it. I was like, but see, I can't take black off and put black back on. Right. Right. You know, I can bleach myself and tear up my skin all day long, but ultimately I have to stay black. So that that was those are the four things that I'm talking on a superficial level for your daughter to understand what she's looking at. What makes homosexuality a fake is that it requires fakery to exist. Mm-hmm. Yeah. It needs fakery. It cannot exist without the cosmetic, without the exaggerated gestures, without the you know the the the, the male or female uh, attire. All of that because nobody will know you're a homosexual if we don't see you have sex. Right. So that's our first thing. We also have a couple of articles. I think that Prophet Ashley might have put them online talking about. Yes, I do have your articles. Okay, talking about the regret over transgender. They finally realized that look that that cutting themselves up, mutilating, they call it mutilation, which is another form of an ancient right, but mutilating themselves to look, appear as the other gender hasn't worked, that these people are worse off than they were, highest of, of suicide rate. These are not things we're imagining. So, you know, you can walk down the street. I mean, here you can walk down the street with your little, your little ex, 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 that, what do you call it, excessive makeup. You can put on a little this and a little that, but it's all paraphernalia. Mm-hmm. So that means that there is something deeper in this thing we haven't looked at, and perhaps maybe they haven't. But you should talk to your daughter from that perspective. So if we take away the clothes, we take away the makeup, we take away the exaggerated gestures, the artificial gestures of the gender, and we take, we take away that, we take away the whole thing. All we're left with is copulation. And is that going to be public? I know they want to make it that way, but all we're left with is copulation. That's the end. Wow, Dr. Price. <laughs> I, you know, I have a whole teaching on all of the, you know, because I, I make a play on the letter C, but I also say, mm-hmm. see what it really is. So we're talking about. I just get up one morning, and I just decide that I don't like wearing dresses. I mean, they just bother me. I just don't feel like that. I want to look like the boys. I want to look like them. And I can't, all I can do is look like them. Without the transgenderism, all you can do, even copulation is not like that. Mm-hmm. You're not having sex because there is no connection, which is right. why the, 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 that's why sodomy is the big issue because that creates a connection. So I don't know if that helped you, but did you feel like you got a little bit of wisdom? Yes, thank you. You've given me a whole other area to do further research in. Thank you so much. I appreciate it, and I'm going to pray for you and your daughter. God, I thank you for Marcus, a concerned father who wants to be a part of his daughter's awareness, his daughter's exposure, and his daughter's decision-making. I thank you that he has a relationship with her that will allow his voice to be heard and for her to be interested in what our dad says. But, God, I cover her with the blood of the lamb. Lord, I'm asking 
that you visit her the way you visit my daughter and the way you visited the children that we have reared up in our church and that you let the spirit of truth take over their lives, take over their opinions, and let them know that this is something that you want to resolve with them. This is not about class. This is not about trends. This is not about culture. It's about her individual knowledge of you. It's about her appreciation of you. It's about her comprehension of your issues with homosexuality. These are things, God, that she needs to have, and let those things be included in her talk with her dad. In Jesus' name, amen and amen. Amen. Thank you so much, Dr. Price. Oh, you're more than welcome. God bless you. Thank Keep you. Keep us bless posted. You. We'd love to hear. Okay, I will. I will. Thank you. Bye bye. Bye bye. Prophet Ashley seems like we can put another one in there. Actually, he was our last caller for today. I had some technical issues. We had a few more lined up, um, but we had some signal issues, I think, on their end. So if there's anybody else who has that prayer request or comment, there's still time to press that number one. Put your finger on the one. (laughs) (laughs) Somebody did it. Okay, somebody hit that one. So, you know, be you. Say something deep. I'll be right back. (laughs) Okay. She told me to say something deep. uh, And I'm glad to do it. One of the things that I absolutely love about knowing God as he is, is that we must understand the creator's issue with homosexuality, with same-sex whatever. We have got to get away from social platforms, social agendas, and really begin where God's issues are with creation. This is not about religion right now. The whole thing did not start under religion. It started as a custom. Now, and tracking that is going to help Christians begin to give some answers that make sense that understand it, instead of assuming that because the world has an issue with Jesus Christ, he's wrong, because the, the, the gay agenda doesn't like Jesus Christ. Uh, and I know they say that they're Christian. They're not, that you cannot be a Christian and be a homosexual. I can prove that biblically. You cannot be. That's not so. So if you're a Christian, you're only going to find Christianity in the Bible. Everything else is whatever churches have come up with. But if we're going to be a Christian, we cannot, you can find that in Scripture. You cannot be a homosexual. I don't care what your pastors say. I don't care what your deacons say. I don't care. But I will say this. We have got to begin to give what God's issues are. And they are scientifically upheld. God's issues with homosexuality are scientifically upheld. We have an entire science community, an entire medical community that can tell us what these problems are. You know, I'd never forget, I had a friend going back about 20 years. Ashley, um, are you ready for me? Because you know, I have to ask her. I am. Okay, Okay, let me finish this statement, and then we'll take our caller. But I had a friend going back 20 years, and uh, she was a really good friend of mine, but she was also my dentist. And one thing she said that never left me, she said, we always know lesbian women by their gums. Now, think about that. That's a scientific issue. That is not, that is not a social issue. That's science. That's health. That's hygiene. 
So these things, no matter how much they romp and play and, and, and all of that, you know, I, I, I think there's some of them are very, very great people who had various things that led them to it, whatever that might be. But the bottom line is our government should have never exposed the population of the United States to things that are scientifically proven to be unhealthy. That is not the role of government. That is not the role of politics, and it certainly shouldn't be the role of the Supreme Court. All right, let's go. Okay, and here we go. This is Leslie calling from Pennsylvania. Uh, this is our Leslie who is working to get back to us, Dr. Price in Tulsa, and she's just calling for prayer and this whole transition. Leslie, welcome to the Paula Price Show. Hi. Hi, Hi Leslie. Paula. How are you doing? It's good to hear your um, voice, girl. How are you doing? I'm pretty good. I'm working hard on trying to get back there by the middle of September. No, which I am coming back there by the middle of September. Not trying. Yeah. But you know I got a lot of stumbling blocks, you know. And um, I'm not letting anybody change my mind. It's just that every day is different challenges that's coming up, you know. But um, pray for me. Yeah. But I will pray for you. But I'll tell you this. If you think obeying God is always a smooth sail, then you're going to have to mm-hmm. read things. It's never smooth. I mean, some people it's smooth because it's late in the, the obedience window, but it's never smooth. Never yes. smooth. So yes. you're going to have to be geared up to say, but this is God. If you had to get a new job and you had to go further for work, you'd work you would be convinced. I have to just have to do it. I'll have to handle it. I'll have to deal with it. Well, this is the same thing. So don't look at the the difficulties as if they're something strange. They're not strange. That's just change brings upset and all kinds of upset. Yes. That. I'm mm-hmm. going to pray. How about that? Why don't I pray. just pray? <laughs> yes. Father, we give you all the praise. We give you all the glory. We give you all the honor, God, for who you are. We thank you, God, that you are a miracle-working God. And I'm asking you. you to begin to step up those miracles on Leslie's behalf. God, move her barriers, move every obstacle, and shut down every voice that's contrary to your will for her life. God, I'm asking that you make a way out of no way and you accelerate her, her resolution of the matters that she must attend to there in her home yes. state. And I'm asking for favor on top of favor to get this done and to get her feet on the ground here in Tulsa, Oklahoma. God, make it happen, and I thank you for doing it. We bless you together that it's a done deal in Jesus Christ. Amen. Amen. Thank you. Look forward to seeing you soon. Love you much. Me too. Can't wait. All right. <laughs> be good. All right. All right. Bye-bye. Bye-bye. Okay. Bye-bye. Prophet. All right. It's on you, Dr. Price. On me, I'm excited. Well, why don't we do a, do something here, Ashley? Why don't we talk about all of the things we have going? So I'm, instead of having it on you, on me, I'm gonna put it on you. Let's talk about Price University. How about Paula Price TV, Dr. Paula Price TV? You've got so much going. You've been a busy little beaver. You know that, don't you? Uh huh. I am busy because you are busy. Yes. Uh, everybody, if you have not subscribed to drpaulaprice.tv, today is the day to make that happen. I want you to go to 
drpaulaprice.tv, and you'll be able to see Dr. Price's personal broadcast network where we have different categories. It's like her own personal Netflix. How many people say, I just want to hear your word all day? And now we have a platform where that can happen on different subjects, leadership, prophetic ed, the Sunday sermons. Um, There's material up there that has not been streamed anywhere else or has not been sold anywhere else. And so um, I recently uploaded more shows. So we encourage you all to go and get your Dr. Paula Price fill. If there is such a thing as that, someone was telling me, Dr. Price, that they were listening to um, one of the shows on there and they were tired and they needed to take a nap, but they were so conflicted because the show that they were watching was getting really good. And even though they could have went back later, they really didn't want to. They wanted to get it in now. So I think they stayed up and watched the show. But uh, drpaulaprice.tv is the place to be. It's only $19.99 a month, and you can tap into whatever resources we have up there. There, there You have limitless viewing. You can watch every episode as many times as you want that's up there, and I love it. The streaming signal is strong. You're not going to have to deal with all of the breakups of Periscope and Facebook, and it's frozen, unless, of course, your own personal Internet signal is not that strong. But the platform that is on that it is on is that strong. So I, uh, I'm proud of drpaulaprice.tv. This is a push in the direction of something that we have been working toward for a lot of years. And what I love about the technology, Dr. Price, is now it exists. For those who maybe just don't have, I don't know, $10,000 an episode <laughs> to produce know, right? a show. Economically. Well, you know, you're right. And i tell you the truth. People have many opinions, and especially Christians, have many opinions about social media. And certainly there is a lot to say or not say. But I will say this. For me, in my particular journey in life, my warfare if it hadn't been for social media, I wouldn't know half of these people today. If it hadn't been for right. social media, I would, we would not have Blog Talk Radio right now. We would not have Periscope and, and, and all of my broadcasts or Facebook or any of that. And the reason we have it is because, you know, God makes his sun to shine on the just and the unjust. He is good to the just yeah. and the unjust. And so, we, you know, while the unjust is using it for whatever they do, we as Christians are able to get our message out. I cannot tell you how many times I have been literally derailed by economy. You know, you either buy the show mm-hmm. or you buy the airtime. You buy the airtime, you can't have but so much airtime. You got to do this, you got to, and then when you get on the air, you got to constantly beg, 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 so you can get the money to stay on the air. And all of that, this thing, this medium has really put on hold for me. So I am grateful. I treated it like I would if I had $10,000 an episode or $20,000 an episode, but I treated it like that because I knew that what God gave me to speak needed to have a platform and a platform that would cause them to wake up and listen to him. So I am grateful for that. I always thank God for it. I love when I do Periscope, when I do Facebook, or, or you know, or any of those other ones that we have that we ever found. Them. I love it. And, I, you know, I love Paula Price TV because that television will give you all of the things that have been shut out because money answers all things. And so we can't do without it, but when you are coming with a fresh message and you are 
out of the ranks and out of the whatever circle, very difficult for people to think that you have anything to say that they haven't heard or anything to do or offer that they don't already have and haven't, you know, just right now about vomited on. And so I say to you that I am grateful. I want you to to subscribe to drpaulaprice.tv. I want you to go there. And don't just turn it on and listen. There are days that you want to sit down and grab a pen, a pad, and a notebook and let God lead you and let God teach you himself from those words. So I'm, I'm excited about that. The other thing I would like to say is that um, starting in a couple of weeks, um, Prophet Ashley and I are going to be broadcasting webinars throughout the day on different subjects. We've talked about it, and, of course, she has nothing less, nothing more to do, so I might as well put something else <laughs> on her plate. <laughs> but in my brandy new setup, I can broadcast my classes and webinars and things like that, give you information that you would appreciate. And, of course, there will be a nominal fee. We'll do our best to make sure it's affordable, but you can, you know, some of them will be lunch and learns. You'll be able to get on your lunch break, bring a sandwich, get your drink, and just turn on your device and listen to it. They'll be an hour long. Most of them will not exceed an hour, but that's what we're going to start doing. So be on the watch. Be on the lookout for when we are uh, advertising a webinar because we still have to finish the uh, prayer portal, and I'm going to do, I'm going to walk through the orphan spirit. So you don't want to miss that webinar, those webinars either. So, again, uh, I, we thank you for joining us. I think we're probably running out of time. But uh, go to my website, drpaulaprice.com. Sign up for an assessment if you haven't had it. If you have a group, you have a school, hey, sign up for an assessment. What I haven't told you, and actually you know what we haven't said, is that we will be in Portland, Oregon with Professor. Oh, yes. yes, we will. Yes, we will. With, I'm taking my prophets and I, we are landing in Portland, Oregon, for prophetic ed with Dr. Alf Spears, who is our regional prophet there, and Apostle Stephen Holt, who has a ministry there and a bunch of stuff. So we are going to be there for three days, the first week in October. If you're in the Portland area, if you're in some place where you can drive, you don't want to miss it. This is going to be powerful because I'm doing this all over the country. If you're interested in bringing prophetic ed to you, just go on the website and just inbox us and let us know. I would like Dr. Price to bring prophetic ed to us. If you have a prophetic company or you're building one, it's a great time to bring prophetic ed in, to give some instruction and to, to give some counsel, and then to lay hands and anoint your prophetic team, your prophetic guard. If, if you're going to do the same thing with intercessors, the same advice applies. Bring us in to do that work. If you have a prophetic company and you want to get them credentialed, we have that prophetic ed does that, gives you those credentials that you need and your company needs if you want to do more than just minister in your church. With, with the prophet's credibility being so uh, low these days and, and people's trust in them being so very low, something like that could be a real boost to get your doors open. You all know my reputation. You know my products. You know my standards and my quality. It is nothing but a, 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 an added incentive, an added benefit for you to say, you know, we have gone through that process. Our group is safe. Because that's what we're talking about. Standards are for safety. 
therefore uh, continuity, therefore protection, and therefore approval, and you need to know that because we've gotten away from that. So, with the, again, I will reiterate, with the prophet's reputation being so so spotty these days, you would love that. So if prophetic ed is something you want in your region, you want in your school or your church or your network, go online to drpaulaaprice.com and say, I want to schedule prophetic ed in my area or in my region. If you want it to be a part of your conference, you can do that. If you're having a prophetic conference, you're having uh, a, a prophetic conference or apostles or leadership con- conference, have us in. Let us come in and do what must be done. We can do that work for you. So, again, go to the website because it's time for me to sign off, drpaulaprice.com for prophetic ed, take assessments for Dr. Paula A. Price, uh, Dr. Paula Price TV, and then of course, if you want to join near our collaborative, then you go to joinnear.com. But all of that's there. You'll have a great time visiting with us. All right, till Sunday when we bring you Scripture Organic, Cultural Modified Christianity. Have a blessed week and a great weekend. I wish God's best upon you in Jesus' name. Goodbye. Thank you for tuning in to the Paula Price Show. Become a financial supporter today by visiting www.drpaulaaprice.com and click on Sow a Seed. Donate today.